internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. Skypilotradio.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Using free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight Show. Welcome on this Thursday, July 11th, 2019. We're beginning our 34-hour broadcast here at InfoWars. We're going to be broadcasting around the clock until tomorrow evening, Friday. Today we had Tommy Robinson jailed. I did the last interview with him before he went to jail. He was certain that he was going to go to jail. I'm going to tell you uh, what happened with that. And, of course, we're also going to take a look a little bit at uh, what happened to the people that he was reporting on. Uh, They had their trials, and they didn't get off simply because Tommy Robinson filmed them in the public square. But this pushback against uh, free speech, I'm also going to give you the reactions of the left taunting Tommy Robinson, taunting Infowars, taunting people who believe that there is such a thing as free speech. Vice magazine. Absolutely amazing. I don't know who's worse, Vice or the Daily Beast. Vice magazine said, Tommy Robinson, self-appointed journalist. Well, who appointed this person writing at Vice magazine, uh, Vice, uh, dot com? Who appointed them a journalist? Do we appoint journalists? Is this some official thing now? I know the Democrats want to do that. They want to license everything. Everything in life is supposed to be a privilege granted by government, according to Democrats, including free speech, including uh, the free press. Not going to be the free press anymore. Now, we know how this operates. We've seen how it operates in the uh, White House press corps. It's a little union, a little trade guild that they keep very close uh, uh, reins on because, you know, the politicians work with them on that. Give the people access who don't ask them difficult questions. That's one of the reasons. You can see this in the Democrat debates. They don't want Fox people asking them questions because they might be a little bit difficult. Can you imagine ever <laughs> letting one of us here at InfoWars ask them a question? Uh, we would get right to the point. We wouldn't ask them the same questions that are asked every single election about the same issues every single election. And most of those are issues that don't matter. They don't matter to freedom. They really don't. It's typically about this Partisan fight going back and forth between the two groups. And now we've got a partisan fight going on within the Democrat Party. You've got AOC and Nancy Pelosi going after each other, and they've just upped the ante. And it's actually kind of comical to watch. (laughs) And uh, AOC has just essentially called Nancy Pelosi racist and sexist. Yeah, she's very disrespectful to women, racist, uh, or or sexist, of color. So she's racist there. And uh, so now things are starting to escalate with that. And we're going to take a look at some new developments with uh, the Epstein situation. And I also want to go back and revisit what is going on. I would call it uh, judges overturning the Trump election. They basically have blocked 
every one of his moves on the border and many other important issues. The census is just the latest one of those. It's not as highly charged. It is a very important political issue, and that's why these political judges are vetoing President Trump. It is a very important issue, but the greater issue is how they are blocking him on everything. Again, as I said yesterday, it's not even those. One of these issues that President Trump could come in, and it would be a win-win issue because it doesn't have anything to do with the borders. It doesn't have anything to do with immigration. It would be a bipartisan win, and that is to fight this judge who said you can't require big pharmaceutical companies on these Ask Your Doctor commercials. You can't require them to mention what the price is when these things are astronomically expensive. Again, some of these things, $17,000 per month, and you can't tell the drug companies they got to be honest with people about that? Uh, why is it that the government can tell them they got to list all the negative side effects, but they can't talk about the bankruptcy side effect? We'll be right back. Stay with us. Internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. Skypilotradio.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. In a world of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And now, The David Knight Show. Welcome on this Thursday, July 11th, Year of Our Lord 2019. I'm David Knight, your host. Had an interview yesterday with Tommy Robinson. We said it was going to be the last interview before he went to jail, and that is what has happened now. He has been slapped with nine months for contempt of court. He went to court today wearing a T-shirt that said on the front, convicted of journalism, and that's exactly what he was convicted of, folks. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to deconstruct some of the criticism on the left and tell you just how authoritarian these people on the left are. I mean, we've got uh, people on CNN not content with coming after InfoWars. You know, they had a couple of reporters. Their entire assignment was to shut us down. We've seen this type of thing happen before. Uh, Gary Webb, who reported about the crack cocaine epidemic being run by the government, and it was true what he had to say, initially won an award for that. He was validated in uh, what he had to say eventually. But because it was so damaging to the government, the L.A. Times put a team of reporters on him to discredit him, to discredit him. And they did. And depending on what you believe, uh, he either was driven to suicide by that or he was murdered. Uh, He went on with Alex Jones shortly before he died. Uh, saying that he was not upset and he was working on reestablishing his journalist uh, career. But this is the way they operate. And CNN basically had a team of people to take down InfoWars. And now they're not, they're not stopping there. They've got a list. They want to shut down every single conservative organization. They're kind of focusing right now on Tucker Carlson. Uh, but they got a long list. They want to go for Breitbart, everybody. And they even admitted it on CNN. So we're going to get rid of conservative news, totally. We've got to shut down radio. We've got to shut down any conservative views. They can't win the argument, so they have to shut down what they don't like. They have to ban what they don't like. 
And what's going on in Britain, as Tommy Robinson pointed out yesterday, it was a highly charged interview. And Tommy Robinson was uh, really loaded because he, he knew what was coming. And I suggest that you uh, go back and look at that interview. But as he was sentenced, they, the judge said that uh, what he did was subjectively reckless. Subjectively reckless. He breached a reporting ban. Well, from what Tommy Robinson said, he said the error was on their side. He said he looked it up. He said they didn't have these people listed on their site. They went back later and did that. But, of course, because of their error, he goes to jail. They said, well, you should have known that these people would be, even though they're not on a list or whatever. Uh, he's going to be serving, uh, he served a total of 69 days in custody, having received a 13-month sentence. A retrial was ordered after he appealed, and the Lord Chief Justice said the ruling was flawed. And so I have a lot of questions about the due process in the U.K. You know, do you have double jeopardy with this? Uh, do you have uh, no trial by jury when you've got something that you can be sentenced to years for? I mean, he could have gone to jail for two years, but no trial by jury. These are just politically appointed judges. The same thing that we see happening with President Trump here. They didn't win the intelligence agencies and the establishment, the deep state, even working with British intelligence. They weren't able to successfully frame President Trump with a false conspiracy theory that they've pushed for two years. But what they have been able to do is completely stop President Trump from getting anything done at the border, telling him you can't use the military there. Uh, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't ban people from coming uh, from countries <clears throat> that Obama went to war with. You can't overturn an Obama executive order on and on. Now they're stopping him even on the census, even stopping him from legislation that would are actually an executive order from the administration. And it's the administration and the people under the president who set up the rules for what they're going to say on commercials, on these Ask Your Doctor commercials. They mandated for quite some time. You've heard these commercials where they have to go through all of the different side effects. But, of course, one of those side effects is it's going to bankrupt you. And uh, President Trump and his uh, Health and Human Services Department, Alex Azar, said we're going to, if they're above a certain price, then we're going to require that they tell people how much this is going to cost per month. And a judge says, no, you can't do that. Well, if they've got the authority to tell them that they've got to list all of the negative side effects of this, then they've got the authority to tell them about the, uh, the money as well. Why is that an issue? Why can the government ask any question that they want on the census except whether or not you're a citizen? Why can they demand that the drug companies, when they're pushing their drugs on the cable news programs, Fox and CNN and all the rest, that's their, their key moneymaker there. And that's a clue as to what, why this is being shut down. Uh, why is it that they can tell them how to conduct their commercials in every regard except to tell people how much it costs? Well, those are, that's just because a judge says so. And that's a lot of what we're seeing here with Tommy Robinson. The judge said, judge says so. So, uh, you know, we're not going to give you a due process. The judge said, uh, don't do this. Uh, even though we don't list it on our site, we're still going to come after you with that. Uh, he was found in contempt in uh, three respects when he filmed men who were accused of the sexual exploitation of young girls 
and live streamed the footage on Facebook in breach of a reporting ban. Now, that's pretty mild from the Telegraph, this description of who these guys were. These were grooming gangs. And fast forward a few months after that, they said, oh, well, you can't show these people walking into a courtroom. Why was he doing that? Because they refused to identify them as part of the Islamic culture. They said, these are British Asian men, as if they're coming from South Korea or Japan and doing this or something. No, no. They refused to identify them as that. And his point was, as he said yesterday, 90% of these crimes, and it is quite prevalent, uh, 90% of them are done by 4 to 5% of the population. And it is uh, these 4 to 5% of the people that are committing 90% of the crimes are doing this because of their Islamic culture. And the BBC and the British government didn't want people to see that because they didn't want them to see what their preferred immigrant group was doing to their preferred demographic group, women. That's the thing they don't want people to see. So let's fast forward from the point at which they, this all happened back in May of 2018 to October. Five months later, and here's, I'll give you the BBC's report on this. 20 men found guilty of being part of a grooming gang that raped and abused girls as young as 11. The men were convicted of more than 120 offenses against 15 girls. Victims were plied with drink and drugs and then used and abused at will in a seven-year campaign of rape and abuse between 2004 and 2011. Where was the government protecting people? Don't mess with them. If you mess with them, then you are xenophobic. You don't like Muslims if you mess with these grooming gangs. And don't identify them as Muslims either. And you better not identify them on Twitter because, you know, they'll shut you down. If you say that this is because of a culture. Look, the religion, the culture, the law, it's all tied together. It's tied together in Islam just like it is here in America. Those things don't exist separate from each other. They're all intertwined. Your culture, your religion, your law are all intertwined, and that's true in Western society. It's true in Islamic society as well. They went on to say one of these individuals is jailed for life with a minimum of 18 years. Other members of the gang were jailed for between 5 and 18 years. But as the BBC pointed out, many perpetrators have never been identified. And they said details of the men's convictions and sentences can only now be published after reporting restrictions on a series of trials were partially, partially lifted. So they still have restrictions on what you can say about these people because they're a protected class that is attacking another protected class of the left. We'll be right back. Stay with us. As we witness the most disastrous geological activity in recorded history, the globalists are backed into a corner and the leftists are pushing for civil war. Borders are being broken and sovereignty is being challenged. The world is going to change and how it changes will likely be decided by those who are prepared to stay strong when the system fails. The system is vulnerable. Electricity could be gone in an instant and grocery stores could be empty in three days. Having storable foods and the ability to purify water 
will give you a fighting chance in the next level. And being without puts you at the mercy of others or makes you a slave to a dying system. Buy storable foods and an Alexa Pure gravity water filter today. Support mankind by being prepared. And support freedom by buying from InfoWarsStore.com. As we gather this evening, in the joy of freedom, we remember that all share a truly extraordinary heritage. Together, we are part of one of the greatest stories ever told, the story of America. It is the epic tale of a great nation whose people have risked everything for what they know is right and what they know is true. As long as we stay true to our cause, as long as we remember our great history, as long as we never, ever stop fighting for a better future, then there will be nothing that America can not do. Infowars.com, tomorrow's news today. Full power of the Republic in the name of Jesus Christ. Full power! Damn the torpedoes! Go straight at them! This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Welcome back. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with a Tommy Robinson conviction. Again, he was sentenced to nine months in jail. Last time he was in jail for just two months after a kangaroo court hearing, he was put in solitary confinement because they sent him to the prison with the highest concentration of uh, Muslim individuals, Muslim criminals who wanted to kill him. So that for his own safety, they said, they put him in solitary confinement. Nevertheless, he lost 40 pounds. 40 pounds in two months. He's now been sentenced to nine months. Uh, According to press reports, it appears that he's been given some time for uh, some credit for time served. It still looks like he is uh, going to serve anywhere from two and a half to four and a half months in jail, depending on different reports here. We'll have to see what happens with that. It's going to be a very dangerous time for Tommy Robinson. And he made the appeal a couple of days ago with Alex Jones to President Trump appealing for asylum. Uh, That apparently has fallen on deaf ears. Because, you know, telling the truth like Tommy Robinson did, telling the truth like Julian Assange did, when the government doesn't want the truth, telling the truth is very dangerous. And evidently, due process and free speech doesn't apply, and that's true both in the U.K. and the U.S. It doesn't apply. So don't expect any medals if you're telling the truth. You can expect to be persecuted and jailed. Uh, during these three trials, as the BBC reports, jurors heard how these men, these grooming gangs, again, this is what uh, Tommy Robinson was reporting on, because this is the way the BBC reported it, even five months later. During the three trials, jurors heard how the men, who were all British Asians, (laughs) 
this is almost comical. It's like Gilbert and Sullivan, the Pirates of Penzance. The pirates come out and go, who are you? We are all single gentlemen, right? Well, these are all British Asians, many of them of Pakistani heritage. They will not identify this as something associated with Islamic culture, almost exclusively. Yes, not all Muslims do this, but the people who do this are Muslim in the U.K., And they went on to say this in the BBC. The sexual abuse of vulnerable children in English towns by groups of men, often from immigrant communities, often from immigrant communities. Notice how they sanitize that? Is an incarnation of a wider scandal that is dominating our news and overwhelming our police and our courts. We just can't figure out what's going on. I don't understand why. We have so much violence in London now. Maybe it's the demographics. Why are people getting knifed all the time? Why are people getting shot in London? Didn't they do gun control thing or something there? Acid attacks, knife attacks, gun attacks. Oh, you know, the left right now just throwing milkshakes. But they said, let's do some acid too. The grooming gangs, says the BBC, of England tend to operate where the disinfectant of public scrutiny struggles to reach. Why would the disinfectant of public scrutiny struggle to reach their BBC? Because you are doing everything you can to hide it. You and the government are doing everything you can to hide it. So that's the context behind all this stuff. And again, this is written five months later after these scumbags were convicted. They put gag orders on some of these things. And quite frankly, you know, Tommy Robinson says that uh, those people's names weren't on there. Look, if I was in Tommy Robinson's place, I wouldn't give a flip about a gag order when they've been doing what they've been doing to cover up this stuff with the BBC and the government. I would have done it in their face. And I wouldn't blame him if he did that. They would. But he said, look, they didn't. And he had physical evidence. Look, it was never on their site saying that these people were protected. Uh, That was uh, his plea in court. But he went ahead and pled guilty, trying to get some lenience. A lot of people plead guilty to try to get lenience. doesn't mean that you're guilty of anything. doesn't mean that their laws are correct. Because, you know, you have juries because juries can nullify bad laws, bad actions from a government. But, of course, the jury was swept aside. So you now got the opinion of a judge. And the judge in this case says the respondent Robinson cannot be given credit for pleading guilty. He has lied about a number of matters, sought to portray himself as the victim of unfairness and oppression. This does not increase his sentence, but it does mean that there can be no reduction for an admission of guilt. And so Dame Victoria, which is the <laughs> Dame Victoria, uh, said that he would be required to serve nearly 10 weeks in prison. So that's the least amount that I've seen from anybody. But again, that's more than the amount of time that he spent in prison before. And he lost 40 pounds, and he's not a big guy. Uh, She said, I would urge everyone to think carefully about whether their social media post could amount to contempt of court. So putting everybody on notice out there, don't you try this either. Don't you try 
telling the truth about the lies that are being told by the BBC and the British government. Don't you tell anybody about that because we might hold you in contempt of government as well. I would just have to say contempt is not a strong enough word for what I feel for governments like this. You film this in public and you go to jail immediately. Kangaroo judge, no jury. Within 24 hours, he was whisked away to court. And then they put a gag order on what they had done to him. And we picked it up here at InfoWars. It went viral on social media. It went viral globally because the British press was too spineless to do anything about it, to say anything about it. So we picked it up, and we talked about it. And that's why they don't want social media. That's why you've got the military and law enforcement people going on and literally saying we've got to stop the guns on social media. We've got to stop the cannons. We've got to silence them. And they have effectively silenced the cannons on social media. Because if the people don't know what's going on, the government can get away with anything. They can start wars. They can go to war with us. And they have gone to war with us. And the first casualty of any war is the free press and free speech. And then if you complain about this injustice, oh, the treatment will be harsher. As a matter of fact, as uh, Tommy Robinson said when he was talking about these individuals, it was only information that was already in the public domain. It was only information that the statist BBC had put out there. Uh, so, But that's no excuse. And here's the other thing that's interesting. <clears throat> the original finding of the contempt was overturned by the Court of Appeals in August of 2018. But as he pointed out, they put in a new judge and they came back again. And we've seen the same type of thing happening here in the United States with our own Department of Justice under President Trump. It took a BLM whistleblower to shut down the lies of the FBI, the rest of the BLM, and the Department of Justice The judge was hanging out there on a line and said, well, I'm not going to go any further on this. I'm not going to put my butt on the line. Our powerful line of fluoride-free products is the perfect gift for yourself or others who are exploring a healthier, happier lifestyle. With options ranging from toothpaste to oral spray, it's easy to find the perfect option for you. Super Blue Toothpaste is the fan-favorite fluoride-free toothpaste that every InfoWarrior loves. Powered by iodine and nano-silver, it's designed to deliver a powerful clean while supporting good oral health and fresh breath. Available in two refreshing flavors. Enjoy a minty fresh flavor made with peppermint oil or try our bubblegum flavor. Super Blue Immune Gargle is the only option for on-the-go immune system support like no other. With the scientifically proven patented ingredient Silver Soul in three different sizes, you can take it wherever you go. Support good oral health with our one-of-a-kind Super Blue products. Don't miss out on revolutionizing your morning routine. Head to InfoWarsStore.com and get our line of Super Blue products today. Serving you're listening to the david knight show decoding the mainstream propaganda this is the david knight show
Welcome back. As I was just saying, Tommy Robinson has been sentenced to nine months in prison. Uh, He will serve at least another 10 weeks in prison, uh, two and a half months, uh, given some credit for time served. And some of this will be in probation, I guess. But that is uh, still a life-threatening situation. Last time he was in prison, solitary confinement for this, for filming in public. He wasn't in court, by the way. He was outside in the public square. And he filmed these people going in. He read from the BBC, and, which is in the public domain, if you will. Uh, it was approved because, you know, BBC is approved by the government. Everything that they do, they get permission from the government first. It's kind of like the New York Times, Washington Post, LA Times. They clear everything with the government first. Same thing with, uh, with CNN. In terms of, uh, not with Trump, I mean, they come after the politicians. That's fair game. But they don't criticize the government or government policies, and they all push war. CNN, Fox, they will clear that. Shepard Smith, he's going to clear anything he has to say with the government. Uh, Catherine Herridge, who covers national security issues, she's going to uh, basically regurgitate any propaganda that's coming from the national security agencies, no matter how absurd it is, uh, because she wants to make sure she's got access. Uh, that's her career. You know, they'll cut off access if you don't do that. And so, again, his uh, kangaroo conviction, the judge grabbed him, sent him within 24 hours. He was locked away and transported to a jail cell. He appealed that. It was overturned. And, of course, they put a gag order and everybody said, uh, uh, now you can't talk about what we – you can't talk about what these grooming gangs are doing, and I'm going to send him to jail instantaneously, kangaroo court. And you can't say anything about that either, right? That's what happens when the government takes away free press. They also take away your due process. So it was overturned in August, and then some new political shiftings, and seven months later they opened it up again with a newly appointed political judge, which is exactly what we're going to be seeing with President Trump coming up here in a moment as well. The courtroom out, uh, the scene outside the courtroom today, <clears throat> was um, one of chaos. A lot of supporters, hundreds of uh, supporters of Tommy Robinson's were outside uh, O'Bailey, and uh, there were smoke bombs and other things. Now, the BBC, or rather the Mirror, is reporting that there were around 200 supporters, uh, so that's probably a low number, have gathered at a double-decker bus, which is blocking the street, and the stage has a stage has been erected with speakers including former UKIP leader Gerard Batten. And uh, one guy that they have pictured here holding a sign, police escorted terrorists to attack families in Oldham. Because the police are covering this up, because it's part of their political agenda. They don't want anybody complaining about their open border agenda, and they don't want anybody seeing the fact that these people that they're bringing in, that they believe are going to be dependent and voting for them, as we can see, it's happening in London. It's the, politi- the new political base that supports Sadiq Khan. As they replace the people of England with immigrants, they don't want people to see how these immigrants are treating women. That's what's really behind all this. And then you have this from Vice. Pushing back, they do a whole article uh, and uh, 
come after Tommy Robinson, InfoWars, Alex Jones, and then they conclude with this. Just to give you an idea, I'm not going to read very much from this, but just to give you an idea of how unbelievably biased toward the government and against free speech vice is. So let's get some facts about the hashtag free Tommy thing straight, says Vice. Tommy is not Nelson Mandela speaking truth to power. Nelson Mandela was a Marxist. That's really it. See, If you're not a Marxist, you don't get a free pass. Yeah, you can have your wife necklacing people. And uh, that's, that's just fine. They said he's not the leader of the free press. He's certainly not a martyr in any way, shape, or form. And they underscore this. For emphasis, they put the underscore on this. He appointed himself, and then they put in quotes, a journalist. He appointed himself, underscore, and then quotes, a journalist. No, he just, uh, a journalist is somebody who records what they see, Vice. You don't have any special credentials. You don't have any special powers. You don't have any special insights there at Vice. You're just hateful and biased against free speech. You don't care for the culture, the religion, or the law of this country. You don't care for the Constitution whatsoever. You hate anybody that you can't successfully take out, and you resort to this type of thing. He appointed himself a journalist because this is what these people want. The people at CNN, the people at Vice, want the government to turn any speech into a government-granted privilege. No, it is a right. It is a right. Just like the right to keep and bear arms is a right of the people. It's not a right of some uh, – it's not a, a privilege granted to people and a right that the government reserves to itself. The Bill of Rights was about individual rights. The Ninth and Tenth Amendment says, no, by the way, if we didn't leave out any specific protections for individual rights like due process, uh, having search warrants – making sure that we're able to defend ourselves, that we can speak and criticize the government in public, that we have a free press and free speech for all of the people on social media. That's why we created government to protect those God-given rights. And, of course, they don't recognize our Constitution. They don't recognize God. They're Marxist. They appeal to Nelson Mandela as the epitome of a martyr. Give me a break. Give me a break. Uh, no, I, I have not been appointed a journalist either, Vice, and neither have you. And we better hope that the people at Vice and CNN don't ever get our country to the point where journalists are appointed. We've got enough journalists appointed. We've got enough owners of the Internet appointed. I've talked about how that is really the issue as well. The Internet was designed as a psychological control tool by DARPA in the 1960s, and they appointed they appointed people like Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg to rule over us and Sundar Pichai. They aided and assisted these guys. Yes, they gave a lot of money to a lot of different corporations, just like they appoint people to run for office, typically. You know, they, they let people uh, run for office. If they don't like who you are, they'll pull everything they can to get you out, like they did against President Trump, like they do against Tulsi Gabbard. They'll do everything to get you out. No dirty trick is off limits. Or Roy Moore, I put him in that category as well. 
if you're not one of the intergroup. Now, if you're part of the intergroup and you're not really a threat to the establishment, they'll let, let you run. And then you guys can compete to see who's going to win. And that's what happened with the Internet. You got a lot of people who were funded by DARPA, funded by the CIA's venture capital firm, InQtel. You've got DARPA funding Microsoft now directly and through a shell corporation uh, that Microsoft is working with to create NewsGuard to control the news and to create ElectionGuard to control and to count the votes in our elections. You don't see how this is a pattern here? Absolutely amazing. Yeah, appointed himself a journalist. And as I said, one of the things that the judge cautioned everybody on was to say, you better be careful. You better think about whether or not your social media posts are in contempt of court because we might send you to jail now if you exercise free speech. And you won't have any due process either, which goes back to what we saw with James Comey. Comey, who said Hillary Clinton committed multiple felonies, but we're not going to do anything about that. But don't you try it at home. And then shortly after that, he sent Christian Saussure, a former Navy sailor, and I've interviewed him a couple of times. And now he has filed a lawsuit saying, you sent me to jail for something you gave Hillary Clinton a pass on. Her crimes are far, far greater. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. So the InfoWars model is a self-fulfilling, self-supporting structure that is promoting free press and free speech by people getting together and supporting one another and sustaining one another. It is the only independent press of this size and scale, of this public reach. It is the one model that says, here's a way to have a self-supporting, self-sustaining, self-structured, little democratic structure that because the audience determines what content goes up, the audience determines what audience is ultimately reached by their choices in supporting InfoWars. And it's all because the audience spends their whatever it is, whether it's $5 or $50 a month on products that they like and that they want that actually compete with the corporate-driven model. And the ability to do that and at the same time support press, support speech, support letting the audience choose what news they want to see and what views they want to hold. And it's the ultimate American democratic expression and experiment. And it is the celebration of free press and free speech with free markets. It's never been easy to figure out the essentials of a new supplement routine. That's why we created the 8-Pack Power Stack, your go-to option for the building blocks of a successful approach to supplementation. This one-stop shop for those looking to simplify or adjust their routine is perfect for new and old InfoWarriors alike. With the 8-Pack Power Stack, there's no trial and error, messy bottles laying across the counter, or 20-minute morning habits. Just take the wake up and work or rest and recover packs each day for quick, easy to use and conveniently accessible formulas to help you reach your peak without the deep supplement knowledge, stacks of bottles and complicated routine. Featuring eight different formulas for a total take on your health and wellness. You can find what you like and get even more powerful versions in the store. Head to InfoWarsStore.com and check out 8-Pack Power Stack today and jumpstart your supplement routine. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Set me free. 
Welcome back. As I said, as we're going to break, the ex-Navy sailor, and again, understand what his big crime was. He took pictures of the bunk area where he slept as a souvenir to show his kids. Nothing that was going to uh, be dangerous to national security in any way, shape, or form, no matter who got those pictures. And yet Hillary Clinton, in violation of all of the national security uh, terms and conditions that she signed, created a private server and took classified documents from the government, classified at top secret, and put them on a private server that was easily hacked by the Chinese who were reading every email that she received and every email that she sent. They got a copy with some software that they embedded on her private server. She didn't even try to disguise the name of it. It was called ClintonEmails.com. It's like, come and get it. It's so obvious that many of us have speculated that this was intended to make it easy for people to come and get it. That, you know, she could just say, well, gee, I I'm just don't know what I'm doing in terms of tech. And <clears throat> these people took advantage of me and hacked my private server, which was in itself a violation of the law, a violation of the agreements that she signed. And as Secretary of State, anything like these conversations that she's having with uh, foreign heads of state, those are born above top secret. Just like this sailor's pictures of his bunk were born confidential. Confidential. That is the lowest level. As I said before, I got a job uh, one summer when I was in engineering working for a firm that had a military, uh, was doing some work on some military weapons. And I had to get confidential clearance, the lowest level. It amounted to them going over and talking to a couple of neighbors who had known me all my life. That was it. I mean, it wasn't anything that was serious that I had access to. And yet Hillary Clinton had stuff above top secret. And Comey says, well, don't you do this at home because, you know, we'll send you to jail. And he immediately did. He did that to Christian Saucier, who I've interviewed many times. And now he has filed suit. He filed a lawsuit on Monday against several Obama administration officials alleging that he was subject to unequal protection of the law. Absolutely. All he has to do to win the suit is to play what James Comey said. Well, you know, I found that Hillary Clinton has committed multiple felonies. I was watching that with my wife, and I nearly spit out my drink when I heard that. (laughs) So, whoa, she's going to jail. And then he immediately (laughs) says, but I'm not going to do anything about it. And then I fell out of my chair. I mean, (laughs) and then he says, but don't you try this at home. I'll send you to jail. And he did that to Christian Saucier. I mean, Comey. Call me this guy that uh, uh, the left loves now because he came after Trump. They hated him for a while. Remember, they applauded when they heard that he had been fired. And uh, then you had uh, Stephen Colbert, I think it was, uh, some uh, shill like that, talking to his wife. Oh, no, no, no. We gotta, that's bad. It's a bad thing. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Now it is a bad thing because Trump fired him. Saucier's lawsuit names as defendants former President Barack Obama, former U.S. Attorney General Loretta Lynch, former FBI Director James Comey, former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, and Peter Strzok, the FBI agent who led the inquiry into Clinton's email account. Good for him. 
He said, I could have just taken the pardon by President Trump and gone on with my life. They said, the U.S. Constitution clearly states that all citizens are born with inalienable rights to be free from persecution by government. My conviction and subsequent sentence for a minor military infraction compared to the treatment of politically connected individuals is a glaring example of a violation of the rights of all Americans to have equal protection under the law. Remember, uh, he was uh, sentenced to a year in jail, and he served that sentence. And then he served a year in jail. President Trump pardoned him after he served a year in jail to make sure that he, and, and that was a significant thing. It was a nice gesture because what that did was that cleared his record to help him earn a living. He didn't want to have a dishonorable discharge and a, a prison conviction on there. Uh, that creates all kinds of issues. Uh, being a convicted felon, and not just for employment opportunities. But he served the time because of what Obama, Loretta Lynch, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok did to him. Those criminals. And if President Trump won't come after him, at least this sailor's got the moxie to do it. All right, let's, uh, I want to talk about what's going on with the judges overturning the Trump election. That's going to be the headline, uh, the title of the uh, video section that we cut out of here. People are going to say, well, judges, they haven't overturned it. Oh, yes, they have. Yes, they have. And I'm going to tell you how they have. I'm going to tell you how the judicial establishment has effectively blocked everything that President Trump has done. Far more effective, quite frankly, than the uh, Russian conspiracy theory and the attempted coup by the intelligence communities. Isn't that interesting? Before I do, real quickly, uh, this program is the beginning of a 34-hour special that we're going to have here at InfoWars. We're going to be uh, broadcasting around the clock uh, for the next uh, 34 hours. Well, we've just finished hour number one, just about. And as part of that, we also have a special at InfoWarsStore.com to go along with that. We have a 1776 worldwide special. And we got a lot of products that so we've reduced to $17.76. Uh, some of these products <clears throat> at InfoWars are up to 75% off and at least 10% off on everything in the store. So take a look at what's uh, there at InfoWarsStore.com. We have a massive uh, sale going on right now, $17.76. Some of the items that you can get right now for $17.76, BrainForce Plus, <clears throat> Ultra 12, our uh, vitamin B12, it's double the uh, potency of our previous uh, methacobalamin, and that was Secret 12. Ultra 12 is double the amount of B12 in it. Uh, Survival Shield X2 Nascent Iodine. It's also $17.76. Super Silver Wound Dressing Gel. That has nano silver in it to fight both bacteria and viruses. <clears throat> we have Ultimate Bone Broth, Survival Shield X3 Nascent Iodine, Winter Sun Plus, our vitamin D formula, and many, many other products <clears throat> at 1776. Excuse me. All shirts and hats, including the new Betsy Ross 1776 designs. We've got four different styles of those. It's a limited edition. You can find all of that at InfoWarsStore.com as part of our 1776 Worldwide Special. Now, President Trump. As I said, the election has been overturned by these federal judges. As The Hill put it, Trump is increasingly boxed in on the census citizenship question. They boxed him in in terms of limiting any uh, immigration from 
seven countries that Barack Obama was at war with, again, Venezuela and North Korea, are not Muslim countries. Uh, You need to explain that to the people who read the Washington Post and New York Times and listen to the corporate press. Uh, They are not Muslim countries. The other five countries, uh, all these countries, we had conflicts, uh, sanctions with them, or we have a undeclared war uh, going on with them that Barack Obama got us into. The other five countries were Islamic, but there are 50 countries in the world that are Islamic. So that's only 10% of the Islamic countries, but they all called it the Muslim ban. They stopped that. They told him that you cannot uh, do any law enforcement at the border. You can't use the military to protect the American border. You can only use the military to remove borders abroad or to protect borders abroad or to invade countries abroad or to change regimes abroad. But they're going to change our country internally here by keeping our borders open and there's not a thing, say the judges, that President Trump can do about it. Uh, they want to put limitations on to uh, how uh, Border Patrol And immigration control can interact with people in terms of a law enforcement uh, capacity. They want to say that even though deferred action on what they call childhood arrivals, these are people who are not born in America but come in as illegal immigrants under a certain age. They said, well, we're not going to do any enforcement on that in the Obama administration. And then when President Trump's administration said we're going to enforce the immigration laws, the judges said, no, you can't enforce the law. That should be a clue that the judges are out of control. And so now they're boxing him in additionally on the census question. As they said, if he goes to the point of issuing an executive order, uh, the Hill said, as he's widely expected to, it is guaranteed to be met with another round of legal challenges. Experts told the Hill that with constitutionally mandated census deadlines, there simply may not be enough time to relitigate the issue. So the deadlines that are in the Constitution, that has to be adhered to. But the powers of the president don't have to be adhered to. And this is why President Trump needs to stop listening. I'm going to give you more information, tell you how he wins this when we come back. Stay with us. I just want listeners to understand money is what allows us to beat this and stand against this. And we're seeing a lot of orders right now with the Save Info Wars 50% off, but we make only like $5, $10 on higher marked up stuff. We're making like $2 on the toothpaste at that price. And we're moving a ton of it, okay? But you move a couple hundred thousand dollars or something and you get $20,000. That doesn't pay for all the infrastructure, the bandwidth, the lawyers, the crew. So we need to sell millions and millions and millions of dollars of product. I want to expand, not contract. And for six months, we've not just been at a standstill. The enemy's been winning. And I have labored and labored and labored and labored on this. I like to be expanding. I like to be winning. I like to be fighting. And we are winning the info war. That's why we're so hated. But we need to be retreaded. We need to be tuned up. We need to be fixed up. We never have time to get into dry dock. We got a lot of holes shot at us. And the enemy wants to silence us. Then they're really going to plant child porn on us. Then they're going to kill me or you or anybody else. I mean, the Democrats now are going into a full revolutionary fervor funded by foreign banks and the Chicom. So go to InfoWarsStore.com. Using free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight Show. Welcome back. Judges have overturned the Trump election. The central issue of President Trump was that he was going to protect the border. Build the wall. No, can't do that. All right, I'll put the military there to stop people. And they'll put up a temporary. Can't do that. 
Can't put an immigration ban even on countries that Obama was at war with. Can't start enforcing the law because the Obama administration, with an executive order, said we're not going to enforce the law. So the the Trump administration cannot say we're going to enforce the law, say the judges. And now, as we look at this census question, you can't even ask a citizenship question. As Paul Craig Roberts said, said, are you kidding me? The government can know everything about us except our citizenship? They can ask anything that they want on the census question. They can illegally spy on every single one of us and monitor everything that we're doing, and we know that they are. We've seen the Snowden leaks. Are they listening to your conversations? Are they reading your emails? No, they're looking at your metadata, and that's far more damning. They can build a database of biometric information from your driver's licenses. It's not just the faces, folks. We've, uh, under real ID, we've been having to give up our fingerprints for quite some time as well. They've got full biometric information on those databases for driver's licenses. Uh, So they can do everything uh, there. You know, when they look at our metadata, they can compile a dossier of what our political and religious beliefs are, who our friends are, what our activities are. They use that to predict what we're going to do in the future from the mundane to the political. And uh, so they can know everything about us. They can ask any question they want on the census except whether or not we're citizens. Because, you know, the purpose of the, of the census is to allocate political representation in Congress and the Electoral College. Uh, so we wouldn't want to know whether people are citizens for that purpose, right? As Paul Craig Roberts says, the Supreme Court has done nothing to enforce the Constitution and stop the government spying on the population. Yet the Supreme Court, based on speculation about the government's motives for this question that has always been asked, except during the Obama administration, they've always asked, are you a citizen? Uh, So they speculated about motivation, our motives. Are your motives pure? It doesn't matter what the law says anymore, right? They're going to speculate about motivation. Based on that, they blocked the 2020 census from finding out how many people living in the U.S. are citizens, are citizens. They also pointed out that, hey, you know, we've got a deadline, and so President Trump is going to be out of the deadline, and um, if he does an executive order, the courts are going to challenge that. And, of course, they will. Nobody challenged when Barack Obama removed the census question. Nobody challenged when his Homeland Security Secretary said, I'm not going to enforce the law. But because he removed the question from the census, because they stopped enforcing the law, DACA, now this president is being told by the political judges that were appointed by Barack Obama, and it only takes one, only takes one. One, we got about 3,500 federal judges throughout the country. Only one can blackball the president, any presidential actions. If, we can, if President Trump continues to kowtow to these people, the judges will overrule and will shut down his election. They'll shut down any protection of the border or any other policy that they don't like. For example, as I pointed out, yesterday, President Trump said we're going to put a rule out saying they've got to list the prices. And he had one judge shut that down. Clearly, he has the authority uh, to make that rule. The people underneath him in his department can make the rule. They make other rules about what can and cannot be said on these Ask Your Doctors commercials. But you can't 
put that in there. I think that would be the key point on which to challenge this usurpation of federal authority. And I'll tell you why. We'll come back. I'll give you an example of how people are having to drive to Canada to get insulin because it is so incredibly expensive in America. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. In a world of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And now, The David Knight Show. Welcome back. You've got one or two federal judges that have blocked President Trump on every essential. It's not just essential. It is existential, these issues. They're issues that question the very existence of America, whether we're going to continue to exist as a nation. And he is constantly blocked by a single federal judge. This was never the design of the Constitution. This was never uh, even imagined by the framers of the Constitution. They said it's the uh, least threatening. They considered all of the uh, aspects of the federal government to be potentially very threatening to our freedoms. But they said the least dangerous is the judiciary because they have no ability to enforce any of this stuff. Andrew Jackson said to the Supreme Court, well, they've made their decision. Let's see them enforce it. He ignored what they had to say. And that's exactly what President Trump needs to do. Now, if President Trump were to do that on some of these hot-button issues, if he were to do it on some issue that was about him personally, or if he was to do it on this hot-button issue of protecting the border and illegal immigration, then that would obscure what is really going on here. I think the point of attack that President Trump needs to do is on the protection of the big pharmaceutical companies. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that here in America. Take a look at what's going on here with people having to go to Canada to get insulin. This is reported by RT. Astronomical U.S. drug prices see people driving to Canada for life-saving insulin. Big Pharma's price gouging has forced a group of Americans to take a 15-hour drive across the border to Canada just to get life-saving drugs and to avoid what they call the astronomical cost at home. In the U.S., for example, just taking a look at the price of insulin, and this is not nearly uh, one of the most expensive drugs that big pharmaceutical companies are selling. In the U.S., the price of insulin nearly tripled between 2002 and 2013. And it has grown by another 64% since then. In order to get life-saving insulin, a group of people from Minnesota recently spent 15 hours, drove more than 815 miles on a bus to Canada where they could buy it cheaper. Is this a failure of free market medicine in the United States? No, it isn't. We don't have anything close to free market medicine. This is not a failure of capitalism. It's not a failure of a free market in healthcare. This is an example of regulatory capture. The FDA works for pharmaceutical companies. End of story. Big corporations and big government have merged together. And if you think it's going to be any better if you nationalize it, it's going to get far worse. Far worse. The Democrats' plans to nationalize all this will become far, far worse. This is about corruption. It's about crony capitalism. It's about truly fascism, the merger of big business and big corporations. 
Let's get a little bit more specific about this. Uh, one of the people who organized this, talking about how big the difference was in prices in Minnesota versus Canada. Again, they drove 815 miles on a bus so they could save that money on buying insulin. She said, I just went to CVS in Minneapolis. The retail price of the vial of insulin is $340 there. When I went to London, Ontario to pick it up at a Walmart pharmacy, in U.S. dollars, the price was $26. So $340 in the U.S., $26 in Canada. Think about that. Uh, what is that? That's, uh, what is that, 13, 14 times the price? I'm just off the top of my head here. She said, I had to go in debt. This has got so expensive. Insulin, which she has used on a regular basis. So expensive, I had to go into debt because of it. I've had to put it on credit card. I've had to reach out to family members to help me pay for it because it had gotten too expensive and I can't cover it because of the astronomical cost. Now, President Trump said he was going to do something about it, and he did something about it. They issued an order back in May. Alex Azar, HHS Secretary, Health and Human Services Secretary, said, we've got a new rule. We're going to try to have some truth in advertising, you know, just like when they sell these drugs and tell you how wonderful they are, then very rapidly they tell you all the life-threatening conditions that it'll cause. Uh, oftentimes, if you listen to these commercials, most people don't. They're mesmerized by the slow-motion pictures of the kids in the field of flowers. But most of the time, if you listen to it, one of the adverse effects that can happen from these drugs is they can actually exacerbate the condition that you're taking it for many times. But... What they came up with is they said, look, if you're going to, if the monthly dosage, typical uh, dosage of this drug is going to cost more than X amount of dollars, you're going to have to say that also. Not just, you know, the rule from HHS that says you've got to list the adverse side effects. It said now you're going to have to also list how much it costs on a monthly basis if it's above a certain level. And a judge arbitrarily comes in and says, no, I'm not going to say that HHS can't dictate terms of what the commercials say. I'm just going to say they can't say anything about price. They can't mandate the price information. It's like, wow, how do they? Well, it's the same thing they're doing with the census, right? The census, they can ask any question they want except the citizenship question. And we have rules in the Constitution as to when the census has to be done. So there's a deadline, and President Trump's got to obey that deadline. But the judge doesn't have to obey the fact that the president doesn't report to the judiciary. They are co-equal branches. He is not under the judiciary. And he doesn't have to justify to them why he is asking a question. And the Trump administration doesn't have to justify to a single judge why they want to have the price stated. We know the reasons for those things. They're obvious. And President Trump needs to do what Andrew Jackson did, say, well, they've issued their decision, their opinion, Let's see them enforce it. I have the authority, the people in my department have the authority to tell these companies what they have to say when they put an ad out there. And we're going to tell them one of the things you've got to say is how much this costs. If President Trump would challenge them, challenge their usurped authority, their unconstitutional authority, these political and corrupt judges, and have somebody investigate whether this judge who issued this order has been getting contributions or money under the table from some of these pharmaceutical lobbyists. That's what really needs to be done. Investigate that judge, number one. Ignore what he had to say. 
And that would be the most important thing that President Trump could do right now because they are stymieing everything that he's trying to do in terms of protecting the border. And he is bowing down to them. Now, it's not just President Trump. Every president in the past, in in my uh, uh, lifetime, has bowed down to the federal judiciary. Uh, You've had state and local officials who do it. You know, they've got a, a law in uh, the state, and they've got uh, constitutional amendments in the state on issues that the federal government has no authority over whatsoever, things like abortion, things like marriage. And instead, when the federal government comes in and says, no, 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 we're going to override that state constitution, we're going to override the state laws, we're going to override the referendum. You know, in California, California, where Tim Cook and Apple spent millions of dollars to push gay marriage, it lost in California. So the federal government mandated it? They have no right to do that. Under the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, regulation of marriage, regulation of health clinics like stem cell clinics and things like that, that the FDA is also shutting down, that is the jurisdiction of the state and local government. That's not the jurisdiction of the federal government. And this would be a major win. Everybody can see the problem here with this. President Trump could come across as a hero and he could break, set a precedent, and break this usurpation of power by these federal judges, taking them on over this prescription drug price cover-up, cover-up that's being mandated by this judge. They went on to say in the article, what happens in the U.S. is that the FDA requires the pharmaceutical industry to have certain standards of care. The standards are great, but sometimes small businesses can't enter the market because it is such a It all goes back to the FDA. And now you've got a judge coming in and usurping this authority. Look, there's no no authority under the Constitution for the FDA. And these judges have no authority to tell the president uh, what he can tell them to put in ads or, you know, it's, it's just a conflict of interest. I mean, we can talk about whether or not the federal government should mandate what is on ads. That is going across different state lines and so forth. Uh, but there's absolutely no way that they have authority of part of the ad and not the other part of the ad. The second American revolution is happening now. It's worldwide against the globalist. The American system versus the anti-human, anti-God world government. Ladies and gentlemen, any war to be successful needs funding, and we make it easy. That's why we're launching our biggest sale yet, 1776 Worldwide. Bigger than our Christmas specials. 75% off is the best deals with a lot of our best-selling items at that price, down to 25% off. And on top of it, we have a dozen items, including all apparel, for $17.76. So stock up and fund the Info War today in the $17.76 Worldwide Special, exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. I thank you for your support. The globalists hope you don't. Whatever you do, choose what side you're on and take action. Robert Barnes, what has big tech become? Uh, Big tech are big babies that have become big bullies. And the way they did so is because they faced no consequence, social, economic, political, or legal, for their illicit activities over two decades. And because of that, that's why the courts, the judges, the juries, the members of the independent free press that care about this, the ordinary members of the public and the audience that care about this, have to bring real social, political, economic consequence to their course of conduct. Otherwise, they will never change. And they will become the big tech oligarchs, the equivalent to the big trust of the 19th century, who ran American politics and ran American 
American economy almost into the ground until we were able to recover after the Great Depression. The InfoWars audience is the fuel that flames the, the, the light of liberty across the world to make real the actions of independent free speech, to make real the original promise of an independent free press. Real collusion is big tech and big media manipulating and working with each other to try to meddle with elections, to try to shake people's thoughts. And then the whopper of telling us the whole time it's not happening. It's the ultimate form of gaslighting. What you just saw isn't what you just saw. Even it is what, what you just saw. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Yeah, the maker of rules, and they've got some new rules that have gone into effect as of July 1st. I pointed that out uh, a couple of days ago. One of the new rules, of course, in Washington, D.C., is no plastic drinking straws. And they're very serious about this. Uh, they're going to have mystery, uh, you know, hidden people going around different restaurants and so forth looking to see if the restaurants have any plastic straws there. I mean, you know, maybe somebody brings some of their plastic straws with them, but. The restaurant will get fined anywhere between $1 and $1,800 uh, $1 per occurrence, up to $800 for a plastic straw. Where did this come from? Well, I pointed out when this started getting traction a year ago. It was back on Earth Day of 2018 that they started making a big deal out of the uh, plastic uh, massive garbage that was floating in the ocean, right? What they didn't tell you was that all this floating mass of plastic is typically coming from China and from other Asian countries, almost exclusively. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I said at the time, because nearly 100% of it was coming from Asian countries like China that just dump it in the ocean. They don't, they don't incinerate it. That's the appropriate thing that you could do with it. But, of course, that freaks them out because it's like, oh, that's going to have, like, gas or something with it. No, you can do it cleanly. You can incinerate it. But they don't care in China. They just dump it in the ocean. And because they're dumping it in the ocean, the people who run the Earth Day annual climate scare marathon decided that since their climate change narrative was failing so badly, uh, all the data was showing that their models had failed, an increase in CO2 and yet a decrease in temperature and uh, showing that it was dependent on solar activity and not on anything that is man-made, let alone on what the Americans are doing. Because of all of that, they decided, well, we're going to stop this climate change for Earth Day 2018, and we're going to go back to pollution. We're going to focus on pollution. And so you had the New York Times and a lot of the corporate media focus on this statistic about 500 million straws a day, a day. Where did that come from? Well, it came from a nine-year-old child who did it back in 2011. Uh, he created that statistic. And now it's been repeated by all the mainstream media. It has been enacted now uh, because of a combination of the Earth Day climate uh, alarmists. It's now worked its way into legislation in Seattle, Washington, uh, D.C., and other places, other Democrat places. I don't know. Do we have that here in Austin yet? Because they probably will put it in. Uh, they've banned plastic bags inside of Austin uh, for several years now. So it's just a matter of time before it's coming to you. 
And again, you know, if they go around and they're, they're telling everybody, look, you can have a, a straw made out of hay. <laughs> I really could call this the Rumpelstiltskin thing, right? You can't make that out of a, this. But uh, you can have it made out of hay. You can have it made out of a lot. Of, they mentioned some bamboo. Oh, that'd be good. Bamboo. We love bamboo, right? Or you can have it made out of metal. Is that, oh, there's a problem with that. Here's an article. Came out. Yesterday, uh, WNEP.com, Bournemouth, England, a 60-year-old woman died from her metal straw. She fell. She tripped and fell. Uh, She fell on the metal drinking straw. It impaled her eye and her brain. And uh, she was walking through her home, through the kitchen. She had her drink in her hand. It's actually reported by uh, USA Today, actually. Uh, walking through the kitchen, drink in hand, and she collapsed. As she fell, the 10-inch stainless steel straw entered her left eye socket and punctured her brain. The coroner warned that reusable, eco-friendly metal straws should never be used in a way that fixes them in place. She had it fixed in a screw-top lid on a mason jar. So it's eco-friendly. Not necessarily too friendly to this woman that it killed, uh, but at least the environment wasn't harmed. That's the good news, right? The environment was not harmed, so we can all rest easy. It just killed this woman when she fell on the uh, when she had a fall. The metal drinking straw acted like a spike and killed her. Uh, could have gone into any part of her body, right? But we don't care because you know humans are kind of like a virus. You know, the Earth, Mother Earth, is like this goddess Gaia. And it just happened. It just all came together. It just happened. But it's now a living organism. And all of you humans, you and I, we're just viruses. They've got to reduce the population. They've got to put us into abject poverty. And, of course, it's all an excuse for the government to take our money, to take our property, and to control us. Let's talk a little bit about AOC and Pelosi. We have an interesting uh, thing that has developed between them. But before we do, real quickly, let's talk a little bit about uh, the eight-year-old mini AOC. You've probably seen her, and I've had this article on my desk here for a couple of days. I was going to talk about it yesterday in terms of what Facebook did, putting out a fatwa on Alex Jones, Paul Joseph Watson, and other people that they had already declared as dangerous. Then they put a fatwa out on them and said, uh, oh, you know, we're going to allow you to put out threats of violence and even death threats against these people. That's fine. Uh, They walked that back later, uh, but that's their heart. That's their heart. Immediately after they depersoned them, they said, anybody who wants to, you can't mention their names. They shall not be named unless you're criticizing them. And then they stepped it up and said, Unless you want to make death threats against them. Oh, yeah, we'll let that happen. Yeah, we like that. Do that, said Facebook. Facebook is a fascist terrorist organization. If you use threats of violence to achieve political ends, and that's exactly what that was, you are a terrorist organization by definition. Uh, But let's take a look at this uh, young girl who uh, dressed up like AOC, she was eight years old, and she did parodies of occasional cortex. And she got death threats, so much so that her parents 
shut down all of her social media accounts. That's exactly what they want you to do, right? They want you to shut that down. Uh, her family said on Wednesday she would stop making the videos. They removed all the existing videos. Of course, you can still find some of them on the Internet. Uh, her father said, the left's harassment and death threats have gone too far for our family. We've been getting calls on our personal phone numbers. For our safety, for our child's safety, we have deleted all many AOC accounts. Now, it's kind of interesting because, you know, AOC herself didn't defend this young child. She's all about defending young children, isn't she, I thought? Doesn't she have a heart for children? And she doesn't have a heart for this girl. And I'm going to show you <laughs> when we come back, we got to take a break. I want to show you just how fake her concern. They do everything for the children, right? Everything is always for the children. Got to do gun control for the children. We got to have open borders for the children. We got to have welfare for the children, health care for foreign citizens, for the children, the foreign citizen children. Uh, but, uh, you know, nothing at all for this young girl. No, 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 no. You know, who'd said things like, uh, like, I want to tell you about my plan to single-handedly save the planet. I call it the Green New Deal. I picked green because I'm starting to learn my colors. I came up with my plan after we were watching, like, the most important documentary on climate change. It's called Ice Age 2, The Meltdown. It was really funny what she had to do. That's why the left does death threats just like they do against us. We'll be right back. I talk about this on the air, and I, and I know it sinks into people, but I've decided that we're going to kind of reboot all our supplements in that if you go back five, six years ago, before all the censorship and attacks and fake lawsuits and the rest of it, I would talk about how great the products are and how they were the best and why they were, and I'd have doctors on and experts to explain why they were so good. And instead, the last few years, I'm like, hey, we need to really support us or they'll shut us down. The biggest thing people like to buy is supplements because they know how great they are and how wonderful they were. And the left always has headlines everywhere. Jones sells unapproved supplements that he claims are supplements. No, under federal law since 1996, you can't say that a supplement has been through the FDA because they have no jurisdiction and won't look at it. But then they say you've got to say it's not approved by them. And all drugs are is the system trying to tweak what's in Mother Nature and manipulate it and do different things. And a lot of drugs work great. They have side effects, not with Mother Nature. But Big Pharma doesn't want you knowing about God's medicine chest. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Reverse engineering the high-tech takeover plan. This is The David Knight Show. Welcome back. Joining us now live is Gerald Salenti. And again, you can find Gerald Salenti's Trends Journal at trendsresearch.com. Trendsresearch.com. And you can see a sample of Trends Journal. Uh, Gerald Salenti has always been very accurate in terms of predicting global political and especially economic trends. We've got a lot of economic news to ask him about today. I want to get his opinion about Deutsche Bank. Is it another Lehman Brothers? Uh, where he sees interest rates going, what's happening with all the repatriation of gold that you see happening with all these other places, what's going to happen to the price of gold, uh, what's going to happen with war and peace. But uh, thank you for joining us, Gerald. Let's let's talk first a little bit about Ross Perot. You got anything you want to say about Ross Perot? Yeah, you know, uh, interesting. You know, my book, Trend Tracking, that I wrote in 1989, um, in that book, I had forecast someone like a maverick, uh, like Ross Perot, who would run for president. Mm -hmm. And there's a great story behind it. 
Uh, I got involved in the campaign to some extent, and I was down in, in Dallas uh, two weeks before the presidential election in 1992. And would you get that photo over there, please, for me, Jay, on that couch right there? And I was with John Connolly and his wife, Nellie. John Connolly, for those who don't know who he is, he was the governor of Texas that sat in front of John F. Kennedy when he got assassinated and took That's the right. bullet back. And that famous shot of Nellie throwing herself on top of him. And by the way, that saved his life. But that's a whole nother story because the bullet went through his lung. And by her compressing him down, the, the air didn't go in through the lung. He would have suffocated. But anyway, wow. here's a, he, so Connolly wanted to meet me and how I forecast that Ross Perot would, would run. And this is two weeks before the election, if you see that photo. And that's me, him, and his wife, Nellie, on the side of the book depository. Oh, wow. That's wow. where the shot was fired from over here. And yeah. this is their first time back since the assassination. Do you have one of uh, the three of you in front of Grassy Knoll? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, no. But anyway, he said, by the way, he said he heard three shots. And we were parked out in front of the... That's the side of the um, uh, the book depository. We were parked out in front of limousine. It was me, him, and his wife, uh, Nellie, and a guy named John J. Hooker who put the meeting together. He was from Tennessee, and uh, Pat Cadell, who was the pollster for for um, Perot. Oh yeah, and, and Rama Fox, who was Larry King's girlfriend at the time, because it was John J. that got. Ross Perot on Larry King to announce he was running for president. So they were all involved in this. But anyway, wow. he tells the story what happened that day. He said, I heard a gunshot. He said, I know it was a gunshot because I've been hunting since I'm a little boy. And he said, I looked over to my right and I didn't see anything. It was the grassy no. And mm. uh, he said, I was wearing a dark blue suit that day and I looked over to my left and there were brains on my shoulder. Wow. He said, I wow. knew they were brains because my daddy was a butcher. And that's the way the story began. So anyway, with Ross Perot passing on, you know, I was very, I was pretty connected with that. Yeah. Uh, what, what really, what really killed, and by the way, Pat Cadell, he just passed on as well. Yes. Uh, he, he was doing the polling for Perot and Perot was zooming in the polls Oh, yeah. Before he dropped out, he was at 39 percent and Bush and Clinton were tied at 24. And this is two weeks before the election. He's zooming in the polls still. He's just like one mm -hmm. Wyoming or something. And he goes on Leslie Stahl. They played was on before, but they played the, 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 the 60 minutes. They aired it that night. And everybody's heart just fell when Perot went on about why he wasn't in the campaign during the summer because of his daughter's wedding and worried about this or that. And that's what destroyed his um, his his chance for the to win the election. He could have. And I'm mentioning that because that's kind of what Trump won on. But of course, Perot comes from a very different uh, attitude, mentality. But the people really want something very different from what we have now. And that's right. Had, and you go back and look at Ross Perot and you had people, you know, he went on with Larry King goes, well, Larry, you know, if all these people sign petitions, I'll do it. You know, and they had people doing that, they had people writing him in on both the Democrat and the Republican side in the, uh, uh, in the primaries. And, uh, so they got him on the ballot and he ran and he was way ahead 
And then, you know, he, he dropped out suddenly and everybody's speculating and, and you got Dan Quell saying, oh, he's a temperamental tycoon and all this kind of stuff, right? <coughs> and, and, then, yep. and then when he comes back in and he says, well, you know, they threaten my family uh, and everybody, oh, he's a crazy conspiracy theorist. I mean, who wouldn't believe that they were capable of doing that today after what we've seen for the last two years against President Trump? Oh, oh yeah. Against yeah. anybody. I mean, he was telling the truth. Ju- yeah. Isn't Julian Assange having a wonderful time? I mean, come oh, yeah. on. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. speak, can't speak out anymore. Uh, look what's going on in Australia. The raiding, the, the police, the feds raiding people's homes because they're reporting on atrocities that were committed against uh, by the Australian military in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're seeking out all their records. So, so on and on. So, but the other point was that it was Ross Perot that warned us about the new trade agreements. Yes. And, and he was that, the only one. He was the only he was one, the one only taking one. exception to that. And, and what people forget is that Bush couldn't push those through, uh, George Bush Sr. And it took a little lying piece of garbage like Slick Willie Clinton to convince the Democrats that it was OK. And he changed the course of the Democratic Party. But mm-hmm. there was that famous debate with Perot and, and Al Gore where um, Perot warns of the great sucking sound that we'd be losing jobs to Mexico. And you know what Gore said? One of the things that by having all those jobs in Mexico, we wouldn't have a migrant crisis anymore because they'd all be working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're lying about uh, uh, open borders and what they call free trade. It's not free trade. Uh, as Ron Paul said, you don't, uh, you don't need a 1,000 pages of regulations if you got free trade. And yeah. you don't need unequal trade tariffs if you got free trade. You know, what they're doing is they're just uh, manipulating this country down into the cellar. And, and he was right because immediately after they passed NAFTA, Gerald, the trade deficit that had been hovering between plus or minus 2 to $5 billion between the two countries immediately jumped to $17 billion in favor of Mexico and never got any lower than that. Yep. And, and you yeah. know, the other thing, too, when I met uh, this John, John J. Hooker, boy, he was a real character. And... Um, he, we, I met him, met him down in, uh, I flew down to Nashville, and then from Nashville, we, we, the next day, we flew to Dallas. And uh, he's showing me around Nashville, and, and he's talking about, he shows me where Al Gore lives. And uh, I said, what's Al Gore like? He said, he's like his father, an arrogant boy. <laughs> 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 Again, another little boy well, born on third base and thought he hit a home run. I'm sick of these people. Yeah. Yeah. They never had to do it on their own with their attitudes. They could shove it, you know. Well, and you know Gore- what? What Ross Perot said about NAFTA was absolutely correct. It's, it's been proven. I don't think that yeah, USMCA is going to be any better. I hope it gets shut down because the real issue that remains, whether or not President Trump has temporarily adjusted some of the imbalance there or not, the real issue that remains is an issue of sovereignty. And we need to understand that it's the sovereignty issue that is the most dangerous thing about this because it's creating these trade blocks, giving control over our trade to some supranational group that's not accountable to us, that can uh, uh, monitor this and can change the terms of this agreement. That's how you eventually get steered into things like the European Union because they start out with a free trade block, then they go to uh, uh, more control of the economy. And then they start pulling in things like a common currency and, and other things like that. Oh, you're 100% right. And now, of course, the European Union has made a deal with uh, South America, which is the Mercosur Agreement. And uh, it's going to be more of that, the multinationals taking over. And yeah, people, yeah. The small people Once you get these groups in certain areas, then they join those groups together to get one group that rules them all, right? 
Yeah, so all we become are our plantation workers on the multinational plantation of Slavelandia. That's all yeah. it's become. That's right. Absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, so Perot was a, you know, he was a straight-ahead cat, you know, and I'm very glad that I had the opportunity to be involved in that. And again, I had forecast that, but that's not what's going on in America. We don't have that real third-party movement, the Freedom Party, a Liberty Party, that, that is really missing so much. That's right. That's right. Yeah, things are, are still... Uh... Still into this uh, two-party system. But, of course, you know, they're going to do anything they can to keep people out. And we can now see that in retrospect, exactly what they did to Ross Perot. We'll be right back. We'll talk about finance. Our powerful line of fluoride-free products is the perfect gift for yourself or others who are exploring a healthier, happier lifestyle. With options ranging from toothpaste to oral spray, it's easy to find the perfect option for you. Super Blue Toothpaste is the fan-favorite, fluoride-free toothpaste that every InfoWarrior loves. Powered by iodine and nano-silver, it's designed to deliver a powerful clean while supporting good oral health and fresh breath. Available in two refreshing flavors. Enjoy a minty fresh flavor made with peppermint oil or try our bubblegum flavor. Super Blue Immune Gargle is the only option for on-the-go immune system support like no other. With the scientifically proven patented ingredient Silver Soul in three different sizes, you can take it wherever you go. Support good oral health with our one-of-a-kind Super Blue products. Don't miss out on revolutionizing your morning routine. Head to InfoWarsStore.com and get our line of Super Blue products today. Let's talk to Marcus in New York. Marcus, you're on the air. Thanks for holding. Hey, Alex. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, your show is a breath of fresh air. I talk to a lot of people here out in New York City, and one thing I can tell you is that almost nobody agrees with these wars. I think that the neocons are trying desperately to get Trump to go to a war because they know that that's the only way that they could defeat him in the eyes of the public, the approaching 2020. That's it. I mean, if Trump buys into this, it'll be the end of his presidency. It's the only way I think he can be defeated other than assassinating him. It's a time to be praying, my friend. I agree entirely, and the last thing I just want to say, Alex, is I know they're trying to shut you down, but the reinforcements have arrived, man. I would love to see you on air until you're 80 years old. I would love to see what you're talking about when you're 80. But if they do shut you down, no, you've gone into this war. You've won a lot of battles, and there are a lot of people like myself and many others who are going to continue. We're going to keep fighting in the info war, and even if something does happen to you or your show, know for a fact that you've gotten a lot of people fired up for liberty. Thank you, sir, for calling. 